Hey guys, this is Liz Cambage. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Ethan Stark. Hey, this is Imani Media Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. All right, guys, welcome back to part two of my 2023 mock draft. I'm your host, Kyle Haywood, and uh, yeah, hopefully you had a chance to listen to yesterday's episode that came out. Um, I'm recording these on the same night, um, so I hope that, uh, and again, as you listen to this, this will have been recorded a few days ago. Um but uh, I'm planning on releasing, uh, on recording this now prior to any conference tournaments and um, before like quote unquote March Madness really starts up. And then I'll have a, obviously another draft once we hear everybody that is maybe coming back for a fifth year or juniors that are declaring early. I will take all of that into consideration when I make my next mock draft, this is pretty much looking at like seniors or who we are pretty sure are coming out into the draft this season. That's where we're at with this. If you went back and listened to my episode yesterday, um, you'll know where, who I have in the one through six spot. Um, so make sure you're checking that out. But let's go ahead and hop right back in into my seven through 12 picks. The next six, the second half of this first round in the WNBA mock draft. All right. Now, <clears throat> I have to add a disclaimer to my number seven. I think that uh, if you're going to have a play, if you're going to like make a big call on a player, um, I think that a lot of people will not have this player potentially even in their first round. I have this player up at number seven, and I will explain why. I've got Maddie Williams out of Oklahoma going at number seven. Um, I think that at first glance, you're not going to look at Maddie Williams. She doesn't put up insane numbers. Oklahoma's been good, not great. They've been somewhat forgettable this season. They've had decent seasons the last couple of years, but nothing, you know, they're not world beaters. They're not like making a deep run into the Elite Eight or Final Four. But Oklahoma's a solid basketball team. However, I think that, um, you know how there's there's players that are just like dominant in college. And then they enter into the WNBA and kind of just fade out a little bit. You see it in the men's game, probably a little bit more even than in the women's game. You look at players like, um, you know, that are just like just these high draft picks. That, oh, they're just so dominant during college. And uh, they their game just doesn't translate well into the pro game. I think that the opposite might be true of Maddie Williams out of Oklahoma. She is the type of player that I think might be even better at the next level than she is in college. That's how I see her. She has one of the highest basketball IQs of anybody in college basketball right now. Um, watch her play basketball for 10 minutes and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Her court vision is phenomenal. She's not a point guard. She's, she kind of plays out on the wing. She's about, she's kind of like a three, um, but she, and she's not necessarily, you know, a, a huge size. She's only 5'11". She's my shortest player that I've got in these first seven picks. Um, however, just watch her play basketball. She has great court vision. She has she has phenomenal passing. She really 
like she finds her teammates well. She plays great defense. She plays smart defense. And I think that she's just like kind of this overall utility player that I think she's the kind of player that you add on to a team that already has some good pieces and she elevates everybody's game around her. Like that's this kind of player. I think Maddie Williams is, um, I know some people are pretty low on her. Um, there may be one or two people that have her up at, you know, seven or I don't know if anybody would have her higher than I have her. I think Maddie Williams is probably going to be better in the pros than she has been in college. Um, that's that's my honest opinion. She's very, very good. I've really enjoyed watching her at Oklahoma. And again, phenomenal basketball IQ. You put her with some pieces, you know, at, at one of these uh, kind of your middle tier WNBA teams that have that are looking for just like, you know, one or two pieces to kind of get them over that hump for a deep playoff run. I think Maddie Williams could be that for a team. And don't be surprised if she ends up being kind of the steal of the draft and ends up being maybe like a top two or three player out of this uh, out of this class. All right, it is time to talk about my number eight pick. Again, this is a player who I probably have a little bit higher than other players uh, or than other other drafters. I think that may man, I might even this might be even a, a bit more of a stretch for other people making mock drafts than my Maddie Williams pick. But Tiana Jackson out of Kansas, I have going at my number eight spot. I think that if you are looking for a center, like like someone who truly can play that number five in the WNBA, I think this is the best prospect that you have in this draft. Aaliyah Boston probably could play a little bit there, um, but I think she's probably best served as a power forward um, I don't know if she'd be like a true five, but Tiana Jackson, six foot six, averaging 15.4 points per game, 12.6 rebounds per game, 1.2 assists per game, and she's also top five in the country in blocks. She is a defensive powerhouse. She's very, very good. And, um, you know, she, she actually put up um, some really insane stat lines for the Jayhawks this last, uh, this last season. She's, she's very, very good. Um, she's a very efficient, she, uh, shoots well from the floor. Um, and, uh, again, she, she, her defensive prowess is what alters the shots of so many players. She's probably the best shot blocker in this class. Um, just really, really impressed with everything coming out of Jackson. I think that, there's going to be a team in these first eight or nine teams that are going to look for that true center. And I think that Tiana Jackson is probably the best true center in the country as far as translating their game into the WNBA. Speaking of centers, I've got Elizabeth Kitley out of Virginia tech going at number nine. I think a lot of people probably expected when I was saying, if you're looking for a true center in this class, I think a lot of people expected me to say Kitley. Um, Kitley, I I think, obviously, she's phenomenal for Virginia Tech. 18.8 points per game, 10.7 rebounds, 1.5 assists. She's a solid player, um, and she's back-to-back ACC Player of the Year. Like, she's a really, really solid player. Don't by, don't, by all means, don't get me wrong. I do think she's she's a good player. I don't know if her game translates well to the WNBA. Um I think she's been dominant in college simply because I think she's 
I think her size and, uh, you know, footwork has, has been pretty solid in college, but I don't know if she, um, I don't know if she is as good as a lot of people are saying. Um, I think she might be, um, she might have a little bit of bust potential. Now I do think she's got a, I think I'll, I'll say this. I think she's got a higher ceiling than Jackson, but I do think her bust potential is, is probably higher as well. Kitley and Jackson, I've got going back to back. They're my two six foot six centers, um, going eight and nine. And that's just kind of how I see those players as far as where they fall on my draft board. Um, Kitley's Kitley's good. I don't like, again, I feel like I feel bad. I feel like I'm, I'm taking something away from Elizabeth Kitley just based on how the way my tone as I'm talking about her, I don't, I don't mean to, to say like to take anything away from her career that she's had at Virginia tech. I just get a little nervous about how her game may translate to the WNBA. That's all. That's all I got to say about that. Um, so I'll go ahead and move on from Kitley, but there you go. Seven, eight, nine. To move on to my number 10 pick, JC Sheldon out of Ohio State. Now, this one, this is this is one that I I have a hard time picking where like she was probably the one that I had the hardest time figuring out where she was gonna go on my board. I've had Sheldon very high. I think I at one point during the season had her up at my number six. I've also had her out of the first round. Um Ohio State has been very up and down this season. I think they have the potential to be the type of team that could make a deep run in March. I think they could be like an elite eight type of team, but they have not always played that way. They've been somewhat inconsistent during the season. Um, So just overall, I think some of those Ohio state vibes have maybe affected the way that I look at JC Sheldon. Um, She she's listed at five foot 10. She averages 14.2 points per game. 3.7 rebounds per game, but she distributes the ball. Well, she's at 3.2 assists per game. Sheldon is a, she's a solid, solid player. I really like what I see from, uh, from JC Sheldon. Um, she's a native of Ohio. She, uh, um, you know, obviously sticking around there at Ohio state. I think that she has the potential to be a really serviceable guard for some WNBA teams. Um, but again, I just, she's had a little bit of, um, she's had kind of the injury bug. Uh, she missed two months with a foot injury. So again, that's kind of why I've, I've been up and down on her. I think sure her potential's there. Obviously, anytime that you have an injury during the year prior to you going into the WNBA, like there's some question marks around you. So I feel safe. I, I, I think I feel safe with her at 10. I think she could potentially go if she went earlier, I wouldn't be upset about it. If that makes sense. Like if somebody reached for her and, and took her at like seven or eight or even maybe even six, six, I feel like would be a reach taking her at seven or eight, I think would be just fine. I would have zero issue with that. If she also, if she dropped to the second round, I wouldn't be surprised. I think she's a really good player that just has some question marks around her. And so I think if the right team felt like they were in a position, they're like, Hey, we can take a chance on this because we're kind of solid at that guard position, but let's take a chance on, on JC Sheldon really panning out well for us. There you go. I think that, I think that she could be a really, really good piece for a WNBA team in 2023. All right, let's talk my number 11 pick Ashley Jones. All right. 
Now, Ashley Jones has had hype surrounding her for a long, long time. She's been on my radar. She's been on my class list for the last couple seasons. Um, really, really solid player. I think that Ashley Jones is one of those that um, she she could be kind of a kind of a like a very specific type of player. Like I think if like if there's a team that's looking for someone to come in that um, can kind of be that scorer and facilitator on the offensive end without a whole lot of need for other areas of her game, I think that Ashley Jones could fit into a situation like that really well. She's listed at 6'1". She's a good score. She puts up 20.5 points per game. She also rebounds well. Um, she pulls down 9.2 boards per game and 2.0 assists. Um, she's, a, she's a solid, solid player. Now, Iowa State's struggled this year. Um, I believe, as of the time of this recording, they have fallen quite a ways out of the rankings. I'm going to double-check that right now while you guys are all listening. You can just... I'm pretty sure I didn't. I saw them drop out. Uh, oh no, they were they're still ranked 23. I knew they had dropped a ways. I thought they may have dropped out of the top 25. They're currently sitting at um, <clears throat> at number 23 in the top 25 rankings. They've lost eight games, and I don't think that the Big 12 is necessarily as formidable as it has been in the past. I think Baylor's good. Texas is good. Like like there's some good teams. Oklahoma's good, but there's no like. I think Iowa State, like overall, I think the Big 12 is slightly down from where we've seen it um, in the past. And that being the case, and Iowa State still struggling a bit in that conference just makes me feel a little bit hesitant about this, kind of about this this team in general. Um, they've had some losses to Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Kansas State. Like they're not losing to the very top level teams um, Ashley Jones, obviously she's just one piece of this team, but I don't think that she is necessarily uh, a, a lock for a really solid WNBA player. She could be the type of player that comes in, um, and could be a spark off the bench, comes out, hits a couple threes, um, isn't necessarily going to hurt you offensively. Um, but if that's the kind of player that you need to just come in and, and that's the role that you're looking for. Go ahead, by all means. I think you should draft Ashley Jones, but I've got her at number 11. All right, this is the part of the draft where I say who my number 12 pick is and everybody gets upset because their favorite player or the player that they want to go first round isn't on my draft, my first round. Just so everybody knows, I've had about, I think I've had 17 or 18 different players in my first round. So just because I haven't listed your player here in the first round does not mean that that's going to be the case come the end of March, all right, in our final mock draft stuff. I've got Zaya Cook going at number 12 out of South Carolina. She's only five foot nine. She's quite a bit undersized. However, a la Destiny Henderson, a guard out of South Carolina last year, I think she could still play in the WNBA and have a really solid career. Um, Destiny Henderson kind of proved that the very undersized guard coming out um, out of South Carolina. She's playing with WNBA caliber players. Obviously, South Carolina is kind of far and away the best team in the country this year. Um, and she's putting up good numbers. She's putting up 15.5 points per game, 
um, a rebound and a half per game and 2.1 assists per game. She's a solid, solid player. I really like her. She's got speed. She's got good basketball IQ. Um, and I think she knows how to play with high level talent and be that high level talent. So that's why I think that there's teams who could look at Zia Cook in the first, uh, in the first round of the draft. So don't be surprised to see her there. I, I do think that she could be, uh, could be really, really solid. Now, I do want to give out some honorable mentions here, some players that I haven't commented, that I haven't mentioned um, in this first round. These are other players that I could see potentially bumping into that first round, depending on what happens with March, depending on what happens um, as I take a look at, again, with WNBA free agency as things move around. We're going to get a pretty good idea of um, you know how these teams shake out, who's getting training camp contracts. We're, we're, we're starting to get a pretty good idea on that, but I want to make sure that we know exactly where each team stands before I go through. And I, I'm going to have a really in-depth mock draft, um, and I, I make it kind of my whole thing all March long is, is getting this mock draft really honed in. I felt very, very good last year. Um, I had all every one of the first five picks I had correct. Um, and I believe I was the only mock draft to do that. I know a lot of people had the first three or four correct. I had the first five correct. And that's not to toot my own horn and say that I'm perfect um, because who knows, I might be, I potentially could be really off this, this uh, season, but I felt really good about that. I also was the only, uh, one of the only drafts I could find that, um, that had the number six pick going in the first round, um, Lexi Hull going at number six to Indiana. I had her going at number 12, but I didn't see her going in the first round in hardly any other mock drafts. And she ended up going sixth overall. So, um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, stay tuned for my end of March one, my, my actual final pre-draft mock draft, because that one will be very in depth, but, let me give you a couple of honorable mentions here. Some other players to pay attention to that I think that I've either had in my first round at different points throughout the season or that could potentially sneak into the first round by the end of March. Okay. <clears throat> Let me just, this is in nece no necessary order there. Oh, it's a little bit in order, but not necessarily. All right. I really like Grace Berger out of Indiana. Um, I think she's a very well-rounded player um, and she's got the most assists per game of anybody on my big board here. Um, Grace Berger, solid Dorka Yuhas out of UConn, um, is the kind of the highest UConn player that I've got right now. You not having a UConn player in the first round feels really odd. However, I think that she's, her game has developed really well in the last year and a half. She started to come along pretty solid. I like her. I think that, um, I think she could find, a, a place to, to be in this league for several years. Um, Abby Myers out of Maryland, also really solid guard. Charisma Osborne. Um, out of UCLA. Um, I know some people have her very high. I've had her high. I've had her low. Pay attention. Osborne could be one that I'm missing on right now. She might end up shooting up my board. We're going to see what happens in March. Uh, Bria Beal out of South Carolina. Um, I'm not as high on. Um, I, I think that she's got potential, but um, I, I'm, I'm a little gun shy about Beal. I don't know if she's going to be a, a, a major WNBA prospect. A um, couple others that I know some uh, that I know are on, on kind of my radar. Celeste Taylor. Um, let's see. Uh, Taylor Mikesell 
Lou Lopez, Senegal. Um, those are some other players that I think are really, really solid that could potentially make the leap. Um, and there's others, but that's kind of who I've got mostly on my radar. Um, so pay attention to that. Stay tuned for the end of March Madness. And uh, yeah, we're excited about that. Heads up, if any of you happen to be planning on being in Dallas for the Final Four, let us know. Um, there's going to be three of the four of us are going to make that trip to Dallas and going to be there for both the um, Friday and Sunday uh, sessions of the Final Four. We're excited to be there and rub shoulders with some of you fans and and some of you other uh, women's basketball junkies. So really excited about that. Make sure to reach out and let us know if you're going to be in Dallas. We want to touch base with you. But that's all I've got for part two of my 2023 mock draft. Thank you for listening. For WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood, and we got you next time.